Welcome to Lit in the Lord. This is Litney. Thank each and every one of you for tuning in, whether it's at, in the middle of the night, in the afternoon, or in the daytime. I hope this message finds you well. And if not, I pray that by the end of this message, it will find you better and that God will meet you right where you are. There is a word that God dropped in my spirit during the week, and that word was grace. Such a profound word that I did some more delving and how I so much appreciate God's grace right now in my life. Just his ability to bestow upon me grace and his love, bestow upon me his kindness to accomplish that which he's chosen or called me to do. And I want to encourage you that wherever you are in life, that God has a plan for your life and that he knows exactly what we are facing in this present time and in this season uh, with everything that's happening. He, he knows, as cliche as that may sound, I believe rehearsing that in our hearing and in our minds will encourage us to keep going forward, to know that because he's on my side and that because his mercy has been extended to me that I can continue to make it. And with that word dropping in my spirit, I was so glad also to find um, a, a transcript of a, a message that I had delivered a while ago. And I had a it was recorded, but I couldn't find that particular recording. However, I did want to highlight some of the points that had came out of that particular message. I'm going to call this. Uh, I'm going to do it in two parts. So this is going to be part one. And then later I'll distribute uh, part two. But part one, I'm going to entitle the prelude. But it's from a message entitled Be Strong in the Grace of Jesus Christ. And knowing that we're facing so much, I believe it's important for us to find strength and courage in life in the word of God and direction. So where I'm going today is the book of Psalm. Uh, I know you all may be like, Lenny, we're always in the book of Psalms seemingly lately. However, I think it's very important. Not only I think God has really just been showing me through the Psalm. Uh, his word and allowing me the opportunity to express my emotions and my thoughts when I don't know the words to say, you know, sometimes we're taught or somebody may say, oh, you shouldn't tell God that you shouldn't say these things to God. But the book of Psalms is really a great psalm that conveys the human emotions that allows the singers and the lyricists to express themselves in a way to God that tells God, hey, this is what I'm really going through, God. And I, I'm not trying to cover it up. But at the end of expressing that emotion and getting those things off of their chest, they're able to look back and see, okay, God, I see who you are. And they're reminded that, God, you're still in control. And that's where I believe that God has really led me to Psalm, the book of Psalms during these past recent uh, times of sharing different words. And I want us to go now, turn up our radio, if you will, by turning, uh, looking at to the Bible passage of Psalm 94. And it really, I pray that this resonates with you wherever you are. And we're going to go ahead and read it. And it says in verse, verses one through seven, O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things? And all the workers of iniquity boast themselves. They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, 
and afflict thine heritage. They slay the wicked and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Here we're listening to these words of this particular psalmist. And as we listen, these lyrics, I as I read back through this uh, particular transcript, I'm like, this sounds so much like today, where the psalmist is expressing, you know, I'm feeling kind of blue right now because I see what's happening and I, I'm trying to communicate to other people because I know they see what's happening and what's going on. And I have to look at the facts. And this is something that the New Bible Commentary uh, revealed as uh, it breaks down, the New Bible Commentary rides, it breaks down this particular passage into the facts, the principles, and the beliefs. So this particular psalmist is just stating the facts. He starts off saying, you know, God, I know vengeance belongs to you, but clearly I'm going to take this time to inquire to you and ask you to show yourself because obviously you have to know that something is, has gone morally wrong in the society. And you see what I'm facing. You see that the wicked are triumphing and that you hear the hard sayings and the hard boastings, everything that's gone wrong in our society. I'm an eyewitness to injustice. And just like that psalmist is an eyewitness to injustice, we have been eyewitnesses to injustice, whether that's socially, uh, social injustice racism, police brutality. We've been witnesses to those things. So the psalmist is telling God, you know, I've, I've witnessed some things that the reality is that the widow, the fatherless, the stranger, the foreigners, they're being slayed and they're being dealt hard blows. And you guys have always shown a particular interest for people who have been oppressed. You've always watched out for those who are oppressed and your stance has always been to come through for them. But the reality is that the wicked are triumphing, that we see people being slain in the streets. We see injustice occurring. So then he moves from the facts to go to the principles. And the principle is, okay, God, with everything that's going on, I know that vengeance belongs to you. And we, your people, we know that vengeance belongs to you. But it sounds like you're preaching to the choir. I shouldn't have to continue to, I feel like, in my feelings, why, you know, do we have to be reminded of the scripture? Why do we have to be reminded that God is good? Shouldn't these other people who are committing these crimes, who are doing this wrong, shouldn't they be held accountable for their actions? Why are we always having to suffer or feeling like we have to go through oppression just to find out how good you are. God, we already know how good you are. And so he's stating the principles that God, I know that you're just, I know that you're sovereign. I know you have a divine purpose, a divine will, a plan for the world, for those that trust in you and call upon you. But right now, I know I'm not dreaming. I know that this is a reality, that we're facing chaos, that it's very frustrating to see the chaos and still wonder, God, like, where are you? But then, according to principle, because I know that God is God, I have to trust then, and that's what goes to our belief. I then have to trust in God to be who he says he is. For even if I don't believe that God is God, he's still going to be God because he's just God. He, and what I'm saying that is his very nature is that he's good, that he's just, that he's uh, is a God of justice and a God of judgment. 
And so I have to realize that he remains consistent, even though as the world turns and spins, things are seemingly spinning out of control and he has the sovereignty that has the final say. I may be in this middle of watching things unfold, but I have to trust in who he is. Um, if, if I can paint a better picture, if something is made of wood, even though I paint that wood and even though somebody may, uh, you know, throw it up against the wall and gets dents and dashes, it doesn't become, uh, something else besides wood. It doesn't become plastic. It's very nature is that it is wood and God is not a God of wood. He's a God of good and he's good. His very nature is good. And he does express, uh, we see expressions um of his wrath and of his judgment when his for his nature is also to be just and to do judgment and when we feel like okay well god you're not you know showing your justice and you're not showing your judgment then we have to remind ourselves that wait i still believe god for who he is and they'll have to know that he's sovereign because he's also a god of mercy and it, it, the bible it's a simple prayer that Lord in judgment, God, remember mercy. And when we find ourselves in predicaments where God, I, I really need you to come through. We're asking God for his mercy, even though he could execute judgment right then and there, the mercies of God are extended. And so here we find the psalmist asking God, you know, you know, Lord, how long is this going to happen? How long do I have to bear through this and watch all of this unfold? And so as he's starting to uh, find his confidence and strength, he finds himself saying, okay, I just believe God. I just believe God that you are in control. And as we continue reading in Psalm 94 verses 14 through 15, this Psalm changes from a Psalm of, I would say the blues to a Psalm of hope. And he says, for the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. But judgment shall return unto righteousness and all the upright in heart shall follow it. He later goes on to say in verse 19, when I said my foot slippeth, O Lord, thy mercy, O Lord, help me up. So in other words, when I became mentally worn out by the reality of the presence of anxiety, fear and frustration in my life and also almost reaching a breaking point to where my foot had nearly slipped. God, your mercy stepped in. You came in. And when I start stopping at writing the beginning of the psalm and I wanted to stop at the wicked are triumphant, I wanted to put my pen down there and say, OK, my faith in God is going to cease. God, you gave me the grace and the mercy to pick that pen up and keep writing and say, but God, but God, but God helped me. But God, your mercy came through for me. But God, you gave me grace and you stirred my mind up. You prevented me. You away. You prevented me from having spiritual amnesia and said, remember, Litany, that my mercies endure forever. And you gave me the ability to stand back up, to straighten up, to stand tall on the word of God and to say, God, despite the reality of what I see, I trust your goodness and your power and that you will help me to get through what I'm going through in the days of head, ahead. And as crazy as it appears, I'm learning that I can walk by faith and not by sight. So that's where we have to be in this time that God is going to keep his word. He's going to not only keep his word, but he's going to keep you. And how is he going to keep you? He is going to do it through his grace and through his mercy. 
we see events unfolding rapidly. It seems like we come out of one pandemic, we hit another pandemic. One uh, particular issue and aspect in society uh, to another. And it's not like you go looking for trouble. It's like by the very essence of you being a human, you're running to trouble. In Job, the Bible talks about a man that is born of a woman is but a few days and full of trouble. So we have such a short time and you're like, God, Lord, in my life, I, I set out to accomplish A, B, C, and D. And it seems like with everything that's going on, I'm, I'm running on a short time. But when we trust in God and trust in God's grace, God will allow us the time and give us the space in that space, not only in time, but that space in allowing the feelings to get off our chest and to refocus our mind on who he is and focus on his plan and his will and saying, Lord, let me lean into your voice. Let me lean into where you are, into your presence that I can refocus that when I call upon you, I know that you hear me and that I can wait for you to answer me, that I can wait for you to show up in my society, to show up in my home, in my marriage, in my life, in, 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 in my job, wherever you're there is. God, I, I want you and I trust you enough. I'm going to trust and be strong in your grace. I'm going to stand in that the fact that you are good and your mercies endure forever and that you are sovereign. I'm going to stand strong. I know in this time, it feels like standing doesn't seem hard when you're doing it for one or two minutes. But after a while, you start saying, okay, how long do I supposed to stand in this? Or how long do you expect me to endure this? And God is saying, I just need you to stand. I, I know it sounds uh, very uh, hard or if you have to keep standing maybe like oh this seems like it's going to be months before uh, things get back to normal or get to a place where you feel like you can operate in a new normal but God is just saying be strong in my grace be strong in my grace hold fast to my word because that is what's going to get you through this season and as I uh, conclude I want to encourage each and every one of you as we prepare for the part two to uh, read the uh, second book, Second uh, Timothy chapter two, if you can this week. If and, and if you even want a, a greater challenge, I encourage you to read the entire book of Second Timothy. It's found in the New Testament, and it would just really bless you and prepare you for the next episode and reading the part two. I'm excited, and I just want us to go through this week uh, trusting in God's grace embracing his grace, coming boldly before his throne of grace, calling on his name. I'm telling you, sometimes you may not know what to pray, but when you say Jesus and cry out to God, you'll be like the psalmist said, Lord, my foot slippeth, but your mercy, it upheld me. And God wants to uphold us in this time and don't want us to get dismayed or distracted, but to be strong in his grace. God bless you. I love you. Take care.